Hello, good day church. How are you? I hope you're doing fine and you are fit and you are in good health. Remember always to be always mindful to follow the health protocols. Thank you. And this today I would I'm, I'm very excited to share to you the word of God. Let's go. My message for today is entitled Don't mind, please God always. Let me start with uh, Hershey's. Uh, everyone knows Hershey's chocolate, right? But when Milton Hershey's first started his candy production career, he started as nobody. After being fired from apprenticeship with a printer, Hershey started three separate candy relative ventures and all of them failed. In one last attempt, Hershey founded the Lancaster Caramel Company and started seeing enormous results, believing in his vision for milk chocolates for the masses. He eventually founded Hershey's company and become one of the most well-known names in the industry. If Milton Hershey's quit after several failures in his life, we will not have Hershey's chocolate today. Yes, Milton handed, handled his failure correctly. How about us? Are we able to respond correctly when we face failures? How are we going to respond when we face trials in this life? How are we going to respond when we have opposition? Are, how are we going to respond when we face hardship in this life? These are just some questions that, uh, that could be answered according to our mindset we are what we think right some people are very weak in handling situation and some are very skillful and the question is which one are you uh it all started in the mind and our action is dictated by what we think uh do you have a mind that capable of making decision or do you have a mind that pleases God always uh, the title of our sermon today I will repeat don't mind please God always our verse is from Philippians chapter 4 verse 8 uh, it says finally brothers and sisters whatever is true Whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Today, uh, through this verse, we are going to learn how to please God always. Let us pray. Lord, thank you for this day. Today is Sunday of Father Galo. Help us, Lord, to worship you in spirit and in truth. Let your word be clear to us, Father. Prepare our hearts and minds to receive your word. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So, 
our verse from Philippians 4.8, we cannot fully, truly understand this verse if you will not unpack the verse before this verse, which is very familiar verses from Philippians chapter 4, verses 4 to 7. It says uh, in verse 4, Rejoice in the Lord always. I say it again, rejoice. If we don't know the person, the situation, or what the writer of this letter went through, we will not just nod our head. Yeah, I know. I know this verse. This is very familiar. So we often forgot, forget that Paul wrote these words while he was in prison. That was in Rome. Rome. Paul seems especially focused on the idea that rejoicing take place at all time. Rejoicing in the dictionary is great joy. Remember that he been uh, wrongfully arrested for some time, shipwrecked on the way to Rome, beaten by the snake, and left under house arrest for two years. You can find this story in Acts chapter 27 verses 39 and to Acts chapter 8 verse 16. You know, but Paul chooses to rejoice in the Lord. You know, in the natural, Paul can be bitter to God after what he went through, an extraordinary hardship. You know, I want to ask you, have, been, have you been through the situation in your life that you are about to give up everything maybe because of hardship you're feeling like everything is against you feeling hopeless of your situation or you feel like life is unfair it is like after you do everything then you are still far away from your destination that you expect you know i want to tell you that in every situation like this Paul is telling us to rejoice in the Lord always. Uh, he strongly emphasized that such an attitude should be constant, not temporary. You know why? Because Jesus is alive and he knows our situation. He is more than able to rescue us from every situation that we that we are in right now. An attitude that always have faith in God. Believe, you know, believers find their joy and hope in God. You know, Paul had every reason to complain, yet he focused on rejoicing in the Lord. Both his teaching and examples provide an amazing model. So every believer should, should seek to rejoice in the Lord despite of difficult situation, just as Paul did. In verse 5, let your gentleness be evident of all. The Lord is near. In addition to rejoicing, Paul also encouraged us to be known as gentleness, patience, and moderation. Christians are not to be seen as easily angered or foolish, but rather a race as reasonable 
uh, wise people who can handle difficulties and disagreement with maturity. Next, verse 6, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. No, Paul is telling us that shouldn't be anxious about anything. But this does not imply a complete lack of concern. Nor does, nor does it mean Christians are to be careless. No. Instead, it means that believers should not be fearful, paranoid, or uneasy. You know why? Believers can speak directly to God, the maker of heaven and earth, who has all the power and all the authority, who is in control in every situation that we are in. And next, in verse 7, And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and your minds in Christ Jesus. This peace that offers three important positives. First, God's peace is supernatural. I said, I will tell you again. I will repeat that word. Supernatural and unexplainable. Second, God's peace will guard your hearts. The third, God's peace will guard your minds in Christ Jesus. So let us dig in this part of the verse. Uh, this concept is connect, connected with love for God and others that leads to unity. Throughout Philippians, Paul expressed concern about the unity of the Philippians church, especially in the mind. So let's go back to our main verse for today. Our main verse is addressed to the mind of every believer that Paul suggested that can unite the Philippian church, can unite our church. Listen to this in Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. It says, finally, this is a, a command. No. Uh, Paul is telling us, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, Whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent and praiseworthy, think about such thing. You know, all these the adjectives here that was mentioned by Paul are all pleasing to God. Paul is telling us to have a mindset that pleases God. Think about such thing, he said. This is really vital, I believe, for every church to have the same mindset. Having the same mindset is having unity in church. You know, what will happen you know, if I change all the adjectives that is mentioned in Philippians chapter 4, verse 8 to its opposite meaning? This is the verse will look like. It says, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is false, whatever is wicked, whatever is wrong, whatever is impure, whatever is unpleasant, whatever is dishonorable, anything is terrible or disgraceful, think about such things. 
Now, I would like to ask you, have you seen your old self in this uh, in in these adjectives? I think yes, I believe it's yes. This is who we are before we become Christian or we become we receive Christ as our Lord and Savior. Let me give you some example. It says whatever is false. Every time we are late at work, we invent lies just to cover our laziness. Every time we hear rumors, we spread it without knowing if it is true. That's whatever is false. And whatever is wicked, you demand mercy. But you don't give mercy to your brothers and sisters. Excuse me. You loan because you need money, but you have no intention to pay. That is wicked. Then what is whatever is unpleasant? Example, you say bad words because you are offended and you know that you are right that is very unpleasant memory and the list go on so i would like to ask you who among you here would like to be with this person who has this kind of mindset i believe no one because this person is a toxic person if this is our mindset no this will surely destroy the unity of the church overnight Imagine two person in a church with these two different mindset. The one, <clears throat> one with the mindset that pleases God, pleases God, and the other with the mindset that displeases God. There will be war. So, upgrade your mindset and program it with the thoughts that what. The thoughts that is pleasing to God. You know, in Philippians chapter 4, verse 8, may I repeat this. This is the verse we need to program in our mind. It says, finally, brother and sister, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent and precious, about such thing yeah you know easier said than done god give us a very high standard you know it says in matthew chapter 5 verse 48 be perfect therefore your heavenly father is perfect you know what is the danger here is religiosity no we will try to do this on our own maybe you can do this for a week a month or maybe a year that's how good you are but along the way we will fall you will fall you can never be perfect because we are a fallen nature on our own we don't have the power and the capability to please god and at the end you know the result is we become tired and condemned in ephesians chapter 5 verse 1 to 2 it says therefore be a be imitators of god as beloved children it says as beloved children and walk in love as christ loved us and gave himself up for us a fragrant offering and sacrifice for god 
This means that we need to receive God's love first through faith because we believe what Jesus did on the cross that he died to pay the penalty of our sin, sin and propitiation through the blood through the blood of Christ God justified us by grace to be righteous and worthy to stand before God as a gift and now he fills us with his love and that love overflows in our lives that empower us to love God and others and empowers us to have a mindset of God that is pleasing to God sanctification is our journey with the holy spirit helping us to become more like Christ only through Christ we become overcomers then uh, the Holy Spirit will, you know, empower us to overcome our weaknesses that lead us to sin. No, we sin and we repent in our journey with Christ. And God will forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness as promised. We are changed from glory to glory through the Holy Spirit. You know, I want to ask you if a Christian sin against that can we say that he doesn't love the lord i think no because only god truly know that know the heart of every person mary repeat only god truly know the heart of every person if you sin against god can you say that you don't love the lord i i think no right we are all God's workmanship in progress. Amen? Instead of judging this person, is it, is it not more constructive to encourage him, to let him, to let the grace that we receive from Christ and the same grace we pass to a struggling brother and, or sister and let the love and let the care and the prayer be evident to this struggling christian and and i believe this is pleasing to god you know i want to ask you if you are that person that is struggling to live this christian life would would you not be encouraged to strive to be more like christ if someone love and care and pray for you amen will you not feel support feel a support the support of your brother or sister in christ yes but i want to warn you not to play church my friend god knows your heart god knows who you are if you play church you are in a dangerous ground god cannot be mocked my friend so let me repeat our verse for today. It's Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. Repeat after me. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Remember this. Christ did not please himself, but please the father so i would like to encourage you to follow 
the example of Jesus Christ to please the Father in heaven and not to please ourselves. Amen? In our Christian walk, we will encounter different challenges, but we are reminded today that we are to please God all the time. Example, when you discover that you are cheated, don't mind to revenge or to get back. Have the mind to forgive and to forget. Mindset that pleases God. Example, if you are laughed at because of your belief, you are a Christian, you are born again. Don't mind those hurtful words, but have the mind to release those hurtful words to Christ in prayer and pray for them and pray for the people who persecute you. The mindset that pleases God. Example, if you feel like life is not fair because you did what is pleasing to God, but your friend is doing illegal and making a lot of money, don't mind to follow them, but have the mind to continue to do what is right and continue to hope in Christ, my friend. This is the mindset that pleases God. Before I end, I want to leave you this short story. A young boy and a girl were enjoying a pleasant afternoon playing outside their neighborhood together. The boy showed the girl his collection of beautiful, unique marbles. In turn, the girl showed the boy a handful of candy that she had just gotten from her birthday. So the boy proposed that the two of them switch, meaning he would give her all his marbles if she handed over all her candies. Then the girl agreed as she found the marbles to be beautiful as well. So the boy hand over all his marbles, but keep one the most exquisite one of them all in, in is in the boy's pocket. He kept the most beautiful and exquisite marble in his pocket. The girl kept her promise and gave the boy all her candies. That night, the girl was happy with the exchange and peacefully peacefully went to sleep but the boy however couldn't sleep as he was up wondering if the girl had secretly kept some of her candies just like he did with the marbles no peace at all so what is the lesson here if you don't give what we don't give 100% in our relationship with each other you will always assume that the other person isn't giving 100% either if you want your relationship to be built on trust you have to be a participating factor in that uh, this is having a mindset that pleases God this is something admirable 
Imagine a world having a mindset that pleases God. Trust to everyone or to one another will propagate and that pleases God. So, remember, don't mind. Please God always. Thank you. May God bless you and have a wonderful week ahead. Bye-bye.